This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Tap Into. I'm Travis. I'm Pete. And this is our story. Two and a half years ago, we were leading mediocre lives in Kentucky, working for the weekend and filling our time with things that didn't always matter. I mean, life wasn't bad by any means, but we always had a feeling that things could be better, a feeling there was something more out there and our lives could hold more purpose. So we sold all of our belongings, including a house, a car, and pretty much everything we owned, packed up our trusty Prius, and drove across the country to sunny California. This podcast shares the good, the bad, and everything in between as we continue our journey to expand and grow every day. Come join us each week on Facebook to interact with us live on our page, Travis and Pete, where we share all the tools we have collected along the way to enjoy a life full of gratitude, love, and purpose. Wait, since it's live, does that mean I have to wear pants? Nah, there'll be a desk. Sweet! So come as you are, set aside what you think you know, and simply listen. And as always... Take Take what what you you like like and leave leave the the rest. rest. Well, as an experiment, I posted on our page that we were going to go live at 2.30 and then we're going live at 2.20. And so I am giving up control that when we go live. Hey, Sydney. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Sydney. Sharing is caring. So, Welcome. Welcome, Sydney. Welcome, Barry. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. The Williamses are in town, y'all. Thanks for having us. Yes. Talking yeah. into the mic is helpful. They're on in the town. Podcast. Um, if you all have followed, woo, if y'all been following <clears throat> the Travis and Pete experience, which is shared on Travis and Pete, it's an experience. Um, you're going to know that we have been climbing mountains for the past month. I believe I did four in a row, and it's it felt amazing. Mm hmm. Yeah, you so, did. You did the whole series. I did, like a boss, like a boss. Yeah, oh God, and the so whole exciting. series was created because of you. So I'm really glad that you showed oh up. My God, <laughs> Amen, y'all. Amen. Now it's transferring to um, Los Angeles. Correct in January. In January, which means if I'm going to be Less in, I've got to, I've got to do a little more planning to make the hike. To start hiking at seven or eight a.m. Coming from SD. Come in on a Friday night, watch me speak, camp with us. And then... I haven't seen you speak other than the first time, so right. I'm excited. That'll yeah. be good. So pick an L.A. date, and then we'll, you know, when you get back from Guatemala or whatever. Yeah. Because I'm going to be, um, my tour starts when you guys leave. So when you get back, you can regale me with your tales of Guatemala, yes. and I'll tell you more stories about my life. And yes. And life will be grand. Yes. And then <laughs> we'll have, hopefully, a date for the Trans Catalina. Yes. Yes. Excited. Then we'll share it with you all, because... You can watch us, mm. um, or you can join us. Those yes. are the options. Barry doesn't have one. Yeah, Barry's uh, not on the Facebooks. No. Oh, don't put don't don't tag that Barry. <laughs> I was like, I saw three mutual friends. That Barry would be Williams. awkward. Like, that's that is. <laughs> I did not know that. No, that's oh, my we're dad. frozen. That's what's going on. Are we? Are we? Oh, oh no, we're not praying. No. Yeah. Huh? No, it's just like yeah, we're all good. good. Okay, we're all. So we just can't see our own faces. So yeah. So today. Uh, we're going to talk about control. Mm. We're going to unpack our experiences, share our experiences, um, and maybe offer some opportunity to show up differently when things feel like they are being controlled or out of control or losing control, maintaining control. What, what does that all mean? Oh my gosh. And I also learned two new words today, which totally fit me. So it's also deal with control. So I'm excited to share those as well. So thank you all for joining us. Yeah, we're back. Um, Woo. We are shared out. Sharing is caring. Hit the share button. 
And then that way other people can hear this message as well. Yeah. Take something out of it or not. Love. So love, love, love. The hair looks great on camera. Um, For anybody who's new and or watching live, um, this is the first time I've been on this podcast and not worn a hat. And I'm only doing so because Travis cut my hair today. Otherwise, I'd totally be wearing a hat. You're welcome. welcome. He does it amazingly. Yeah. Do Kendra cuts all day, people. Yeah. Kendra cuts all day. Yeah. 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 So control. Control. So if you didn't check out the thing that we posted on our Facebook, it's actually very, very funny. Um, and it has a little bit to do with control, I guess, like the the little argument that the woman started in her head. I don't know if I shared it to our page or the person, my personal page. Oh, well, it could be either one. I'll if if it's not on our page, I'll share it. But let let me recap. So this woman is returning an item that she bought that is not to her satisfaction, and on the way back to the store where she got it from. She's internalizing the conversation in her head of how she thinks it's going to go down. And it's she's making it a struggle. She's making it like they're not going to take this back. She's going to have to fight for it and call them names and give them bad Yelp reviews. And then she gets to the store fully ready to have this argument. And the woman's like, sure, we'll take that back. No problem. Which, I mean, come on. Does that ever happen? It does at Kohl's. <laughs> if you'll ever shop at Kohl's, they take everything back. True story. And so I really felt connected to the story because – unsolved issues in my head and probably also mountains that I'm making into molehills that I'm making into mountains. Um, They get the auto replay over and over about the argument. And it's when I look at it, it's about me feeling, wanting to feel in control of the situation. Someone did something I don't like or took away an opportunity that I thought I should have or said something that I don't agree with. And instead of going to that person and saying, Hey, uh, that I'm feeling this way, what's going on, I just play back in my head the fight to have control right? or to change them or to change the situation. And nine times out of nine, that conversation never happens in real life. So, so never happens in real life, um, nine times out of nine. <clears throat> that I'm playing in my head. Oh. Like if something happens, it happens fresh and I'm experiencing it and I shut down and that's a whole other thing I think we've talked about before and we'll probably dive in again. But – once something's happened and I and I want to slash need to slash I'm afraid to handle it person to person, you know, not gossiping about it, not talking about it, all my friends, not going to therapy for it, whatever. Not that any of those are bad things necessarily, but like dealing with something one on one with the thing it's happening with is the realest, most honest, quickest way to a solution, uh, I would think. So, Yeah. So I saw. So, would that. you think that you have? Do, would you say that you have control issues? Yeah, I have out of control issues, like feeling out of control. Mm. So, a little bit more specific on that. Uh, so, the fight for Pete to gain control of his own life and his decisions and what he does and people's opinions, which aren't mine to control, but they play into some of the beliefs, the limiting beliefs that I have about myself. Um, yeah, it's 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 something that I struggle with up in here. Mm. So, Sydney, control. You just moved into a van. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> did you? Do you feel? <laughs> do you feel that like because you've given up so much control that you have more control over your life? Mm. Um, I'm going to answer that in two ways. Do so, it. first of all, in a van, I have. So, for people who aren't listening, um. Or who are listening. listening. If you're not listening, I'm about to elaborate on a point. Um, For those of you that are listening, my husband here and I, Barry, um, recently moved into a van yesterday, Mark, two weeks in the van full time. 
Um, we do this so we can make our life easier on the road and also because it's way better than rent in San Diego. Hey. Um, so to answer your question about control in the van, I feel like I am in control of my life because I chose everything that is there and I chose everything that is not. And I chose like we choose where we live. We know where like we chose our front yard. Um, we chose the food that goes in our little fridge. Like we choose all of it. Um, so I feel very much like I have a good I feel comfortable in there. Not so much. And I think it's because I chose it, not because I'm trying to control it. Right. Does that make you know yes, what I'm saying? Absolutely. Awesome. And yeah. then but and also because it can be both. In the van, in the first week, I was going through a lot of personal stuff, really hard personal stuff, which was all centered around control. Um, And in the process of that and leading up to getting into the van full time, like there was one time before we moved into the van full time um, when we were trying to figure out the storage situation. And I just wanted to measure everything. And there was a lot of stuff going on in our personal lives. And we were getting ready to move into a van and we just sold everything that we owned and like doing the math on how to buy this van for cash and stuff which is a funny story that I'd love to expand on later, how money just shows up when you needed it. Uh Um, But in that moment, I was like, Barry was like, we really don't need to measure all these things. I was like, Barry, in this moment, the only thing I can control is how big this space is. And I need to know every inch of it. Like I need to know all the dimensions so I can go buy new crates or decide what not to bring. But like in that moment with everything else that was going on in our personal lives and professionally and just moving into this van with this transition, I needed desperately to control something. And the only thing I could control was how to measure (laughs) the different parts of the van to see like what could fit and what wouldn't. And that was an interesting moment for me because I kind of snapped about it. I was like, just let me measure. I just need to do it. And I like in the moment I was like, why am I so adamant about measuring? Like he's right. I don't really need to measure. But in that moment, like numbers were concrete. Numbers made sense. It wasn't confusing. It wasn't material woo-woo out in the air, like something that I need to have faith in. I was like, numbers are real. And in this moment, I need reality and I need numbers. And measuring was like my measure of control. That's crazy. So it's like, we talked about that. (laughs) That's just like, that, you know, we talked earlier today about, you know, Pete was like, hey, what about this is maybe possible subject of what is it that we can control? And it was like, as a joke, it was just kind of like, nothing. Right. You know, and, and there's that was one of the most freeing things for me, at least, was whenever I realized that I had pretty much, well, I knew I had zero control over other people, places, and things, right? Yeah. Knew that. But whenever I realized that, I mean, I control my actions and thoughts, and that's the biggest thing for me, is the only thing that is, is huge for myself is the thoughts that I control because if I start thinking certain things and certain things starts manifesting and then manifestation comes back to you and the energy you put out, blah, 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 blah. But it does, it kind of does break it down more than that, right? We do have more control. Um, what you were saying, the control over like the measurements, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, what that control was, was the control how you, you actually went into that, right? Yeah. You didn't have control over how big the van was. Nope. Van was already that big, right? Yep. But you did have control over how you reacted to that van, how yeah. you reacted to Barry, how you reacted to so on and so forth. Yeah. So it's like, what do we have control over? Howdy from Oz, Amanda AF. Look, Dave Moore. Hey, Dave. So it's like, what? Honestly, it's like you're. Whenever you were saying that your control, lack of control. What was it? Not over, lack of. Yeah. Lack of feeling. Control. Lack of control. Feeling out of control of my life. Right. Where does that lack of control come from? <clears throat> Is it because other people try to control you? 
Yeah, and not even in like a... Or you allowed other people to control you. It's like people oh, can't Oh, well, and that's the thing about control is if I'm being controlled, I have given permission. Yeah. Yeah. However subconscious it may have been, wherever it started in my life, from birth or from grade school or from my first job, like at some point I learned that I had to give permission because at the end of the day, like I'm in control of me. So if I'm doing what other people want me to do, I've allowed that at, in, on some level. Um, <clears throat> and right now in my life where the control is most visible is at my job because I have someone who I have agreed to supervise me. Um, who micromanages every detail, who has to re-explain everything the moment something didn't happen the way he wanted it to happen. Mm. And it it literally is making me crazy in my head. Like we, head we had, uh, I already forgot that word. Hold on. <laughs> rheumatizing. Rheumatizing um, is a word that I just learned what it was. Rumination. And catastrophizing. Rumatizing <laughs> is the combo up. of the two. And yeah. I Rumina- love it. I like it. Oh, it's, 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 it's probably no. a combination like your hybrid of the two. Of yeah. symptoms. Right. I love it. great. So rumination. <laughs> did I get that right? Yes. Rumination um, basically is the replaying of thoughts and replaying of thoughts and replaying of thoughts in a critical manner. And it, what I was reading on it is that it's probably linked to some kind of a trauma, depression, sadness, um, and when I look back and I don't think like, you know, I've heard your story of trauma and there's a lot of stories of trauma that get talked about, you know, physical trauma, abuse. Um, and when I look at maybe more of like a, and I, and I, I can't compare myself to that. So like my trauma, when I'm thinking of like all these things that are getting press right now in the news, um, you know, especially when we're talking about Trump and the trauma that he has talked about against women and uh, people of color and the, the story goes on. It's like, I, I can't compare myself to that because I don't have any of those stories. But for me, my trauma is, you know, being told, no, your way is not good enough. You're not smart enough. You don't have a degree and on and on and on of the you don'ts, you're nots. Um, and so I, this is being reiterated at work. Now, I attracted the situation and I go into it knowing that this is something for me to release. This person is here reminding me, is this what you want? Because this is what you're choosing. Mm-hmm. We're talking about choices. This is what you're choosing. I chose to go into a job to have someone tell me what to do to do it exactly with whatever. Now I can argue all day that my bot that a, bo- a good boss or a good leader um, is there to bring out. Uh, Amy has a word for this: um, the type of management that it is, where you it, to bring out my gifts and my talents and my problem solving and creativity to get to the same goal. That's you know that so I can be seen and felt like I'm adding value. And uh, but that's not what it is, and I, I'm not going to change him. My control, like I've, like I want to go to HR and I want to have these conversations and I want them to make him be this person that he's not. That's the control I'm, I'm in my head right now with. Yeah. And I've already been in this situation before when I left uh, Kentucky, my last job, um, and the universe gratefully released me outside <laughs> of my permission. <laughs> I did not consent to this. Release. <laughs> uh, yeah, P was fired. Um, <laughs> oh, I think that's a first. Danielle, was that a first? Is that the first time you ever said he was fired? I think so. I've said it in other ways. Yeah, yeah he's but always I, I like the universe released me. I was well, given a be, choice yeah, of not working yeah. anymore without being without. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and and I've and the good thing is I'm coming to this situation in a different light of not uh, sabotaging. There you go. And however, and so like I am showing up differently, and I've learned a lot, but I'm also just it's exhausting to know that I'm giving up control and to still make that choice every day. 
to go mm. to work and give up control. Like I'm exhausted. You've noticed a difference in me. You asked me about my week, and I was someone just said like, the other day, one of our good friends, Kelly, and I didn't tell you this yet, so we're saying it on air. Why not? <laughs> um, she said <laughs> she was like, "What's going on with Pete?" She's like, it's like Pieces has left the building. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. I am exhausted. It's not even as much as physical it's exhaustion. It's not fun. It's not fun for anybody It's involved. an emotional <laughs> exhaustion where I'm just, I don't have reactions to things. I don't have answers. Or maybe they're a little snippy or short or unengaged. I'm just like, we talked about earlier, like, well, you know, why don't you quit your job? And then I can, you know, I drive for Uber. So, like, maybe I can go and drive that full time until something. I, I... Okay, so here's the next thing from when I when I'm looking for control. This word's been coming up a lot, and I haven't explored it to what it means for me. And so, you know, if anything comes up for you, all, I'm interested in the share. Um, is surrender? Mm. Ah, because I am making a choice to show up to work uh-huh. to work for a man that yeah, yeah, I've already said it. I can say it 15 more times. Yeah. Um, to surrender to what it looks like to let go of that. To either be okay with the way he manages me or to be okay with letting that job go without having it. And that's the thing. It's like I can get into my head <clears throat> rheumatizing over and over while I go and look at other jobs and it's the <laughs> same kinds. And when I, I want, want other different kinds of jobs, then the fear of what well, I can't do that job or I can't manage those people. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And so like what does that surrender look like for me? That's where I'm at now because I'm because this is the brilliancy of hiking our feelings is that you exhaust yourself and you have no choice but to surrender. And then that's when the ahas and the next steps and the realizations come in. So I'm I'm exhausted. <laughs> Take a breath. Take I'm a breath. exhausted. Take a breath. Not enough to stop talking, but I'm exhausted. Yeah. So yeah. Wh- what about that release? That li- giving up control? Like, what did you call it? Um, surrender. Surrender. Mm-hmm. What do you feel about that? I like surrender. Well, so when you were talking, the first thing that came to my mind was one of Queen Oprah's... Uh, just tried and true winners, which is do what you got to do until you can do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I that I'm in the do what you want to do phase of that now, and I thought do what you got to do was a temporary thing, and for me it was about 15 years of do what you got to do until I got to the point where I felt comfortable enough to release the last bit that was holding me back. And so for me, surrender. Also, another thing that came up for me was um, I trust my process, and that. That feels a lot lighter than feeling like I need to get to some destination of healing or stress management or a decision or whatever if it's taking longer than it should or or than I think it should, right? Because who's, who's they that tells you how long things should take or how long you need to have to process? But for me, like my, my newest thing that I'm obsessed with, and I told this tr- to Travis a couple weeks ago, is like we have time for all of it and I trust my process because – my process doesn't look like anybody else's. And I've been trying to align myself to other processes, thinking that that would get me somewhere else faster. And the only place it got me was further from myself. So the second that I stripped away everything that I wasn't to find out who I was and trusted my own process and how I process emotions and situations and everything, like getting down to the nitty gritty of what happens in my body when feeling conflict or feeling confrontation or any kind of emotion or how I show up, um, once I started listening to the, how that shows up in my body, then it made a lot more sense of what was coming out of my mouth. Yeah, I can say I can say that, you know, this is not an issue. It's like personality trait wise. Control is your like big core of core. It's like you felt like you've been controlled by like the masses whenever you were growing up. You felt like you were being controlled by past relationships. Da, 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 da. It's like I'll even say some things to you as like a suggestion 
that you take completely as like a control thing and you just dig down deep, right? You're like, I, that sounded like a little control. I'm not going to do it just because it sounds like you're trying to control me. Also guilty of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I him. mean, but the thing is, is that Dave Moore, I loved that. He said, remember that, oh, no, wait, uh, if you mm-hmm. choose to surrender, you're actually in control because you elected to do it. You chose to do this job, right? You've already said that. You were the one who were like, I'm the one who do it. But if you just surrender into that control, in all actuality, you just take it out of his hands, right? You take the control out of his hands. You're like, I'm doing this because I've chosen to, not because you told me to. It's almost very kind of juvenile. It's like mm-hmm. a kid. You're like, I'm not doing that because you said so. I'm doing it because I want to. Right. But in, in that in grand scheme of things, like if you're whatever you got to tell your ego, your higher self, whatever it may be to get to where you need to get to, like live a more peaceful life. And that thing is something that what she just said about tr- we we learned it from a, a person that, you know, got us well, helped get us to where we are today. Her slogan was trust the universe, trust the process. Right. And it's just kind of like so therefore there's something that you're not trusting that hasn't happened in your favor to where you think that you can control what the universe is already providing for you. It's like if you just were like, if you trusted it and you trusted the process, nothing's going to upset you as much as it's upsetting you right now. Right? TBD. TBD. Well, and I keep going in my head. I'm like, okay, so and Amanda, can we scroll back up to Amanda's comments about micromanaging? Because this is the thing that like, and I don't, I'm not going to use the word um, narcissist because I don't think that that's what's going on here. No, down. Um, right there. Yeah, right up. there. Yeah. Uh, and then up one more. No, it's her. Okay. Oh, that's Dave. Okay. So um, she was talking about here about micromanagers don't trust anyone ever, no matter how trustworthy you are. So when it, when I have, I have given myself permission to do things his way, to make lists and to like keep it so that like how he processes and thinks about things, I've done it. But I can't, I'm not in his brain and I can't, I can't, I can't know how he's going to respond next. I'll, I have a pretty good idea, but I, I mean, I can just make it up until it actually happens. And then when it happens, then it's the, you should have done it this way. You should have known better. You should have, you should have, you should have, you should have. And so it's that, that's also part of the exhaustion is like being beaten down by, and this is why I get to, it's like, no matter how, I mean, it's an abusive relationship and no matter how much I come to the table with my shield up or my ready to go to be agreeable or to talk softly or to say, hold on, I hear you. Can we talk about what else is going on here? Like, like I can do it all day long and he's not like, there's not two of us in this conversation. It's just Pete trying not to fall apart by being beaten down by how things should go. Right. And being my, you know what I'm saying? So it's like saying yes to things also feels like squashing out the light that is Pete on how Pete shows up. If I agree to do things, how someone else wants me to do it. And like, that's not, that I, I can't do. I've done that. Yeah. I can't do that anymore. Well, and the thing is, is like you shouldn't even feel guilty about saying that. Like I, I, as someone who's on somewhere on some kind of spectrum for having psychic or some kind of abilities, like what I feel when you talk about it is that you're worried about stuff that you don't need to be worried about. Like if it feels like you've got the vocabulary, like you're, you're there, you know, what's going on. You've read it. You know that it's your choice. And now it's just a matter of, okay, can I be happy with this choice or do I want to choose differently? Because like you're, you're all the way there. The only difference now is like, there's this option, which is stay here, maybe realign my expectations for what this job is. Maybe start to consider jobs altogether in a different category of my mind. Like that's since we started doing this thing, um, that's been a big one for me is like how, when we start thinking about money and stuff like that, like, 
can I trust that everything I need can show up? Can I trust that if I do everything that I say I'm going to do and if I take one action every day towards this big fat dream that I have, can I trust that that's enough? And it turns out it is. Like we haven't done a whole lot outside of hiking and speaking, but yet all these opportunities keep coming up. Like it's it's like <clears throat> once I got out of my own way and stopped worrying and for me for me my biggest block about it was the money side of things. Like how are we going to take care of ourselves? How are we going to make money? Like I know that I have a degree and I have a really great job and there's I'm in a field or I had been in a field where remote work is nearly endless. Like there's no question that I can provide for us financially, but I haven't done any of that kind of work to make that kind of money. And we still managed to be making money. Like granted, we had a lot of stuff to sell before we got out of the house and then we got our security deposit back. And now it's just like we're doing stuff and everything we need shows up. Like when we went to go get the van, we needed $9,000 cash. I had to sell my Prius because we weren't going to keep both cars. And the amount that I got back from the loan because I owed X and the car was worth X, I got six grand back ish, 5,700 bucks. Barry had like 2,300 saved up. So there's what, seven grand? Eight. Is that eight? Eight. Good. Super good at math, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers are my jam, especially when I'm measuring. Um, so we had eight grand and we needed nine grand to get the van. And I was selling my iMac and nobody was biting on my iMac. And I was like, this is a really nice computer. And it's like barely a year old. And I needed a thousand dollars and it sold for eleven hundred. So we had enough for the van and cash plus our first tank of gas. And like prior to going to go buy that, I was like, how the f- are we going to come up with this money? <laughs> like, right. But we have all these things. And like, yeah, you can say, oh, well, you had a car to sell. So you sold your car and you got the money. It's like, yes. And we managed like I didn't know when I bought that car that someday I would need to pay that back because when I bought that car and I put 10 grand down as the deposit so my monthly payment wouldn't be outrageous. All I could think about in that moment was like, I can't believe I'm parting with 10 grand. Like I want, I I felt so scared to like depart from that amount of money and put it into this vehicle. But when I bought that car in 2017, I didn't know that I would need to sell it for a van later. And I didn't know. And if I hadn't put down that 10 grand, I wouldn't have had the six that I did make off of it. Because I would have owed more than it was worth. And I would have been upside down in a car that I was trying to get rid of. So, like, at the time, I didn't know that that very scary thing would end up providing for us in this very beautiful way. But that's where it's little things like that and, like, being able to connect the dots and not feeling, like, corny for connecting those dots. Um, Because that was another thing, too, was, like, I used to judge myself for finding meaning Mm -hmm. and everything. And I used to judge myself for, like, understanding the story. But looking back with, with, like, hindsight and 2020 and all that, it everything... Let, led up to this being able to happen. So we have a question, I think, uh, over at our watch party that I started. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Claudia Sandoval. I don't know if you know who that is. I'm sure you do, probably. Claudia have a last name? Yeah, Sandoval. Mm. I'm saying that wrong. I'm sorry. It's always, I see it. Oh, is that the chick from Top Chef? Well, that. Yeah, it's Sandoval. Oh, yeah. Nice. Sandoval, yeah. yeah. So oh, we met her. Hey, she, yeah. yeah. She's dope. She, um, she said, and it's so funny because it's not, it's coming up on the watch party, but it's not coming up on the live feed. Oh. But the question, uh, Claudia, we're also over on our page on that live too. I'm not sure this new watch party works, but we're doing it and I got your question. So she says, but does this uncertainty of continuously waiting for project to project um, not make you crazy. As someone who has been doing the entrepreneur thing for three years, it's the biggest source of stress, not having something stable. I think for me, like, so, hi, Claudia. Um, big fan of your food. Hope to eat it someday. Um, amazing. <laughs> uh, I think for me, 
the biggest okay so when i left my corporate job which my with my fat salary my biggest fear was that we wouldn't be able to provide for ourselves and mm-hmm. i left to join a startup which was like supposed to be pretty regular but in the startup environment i learned what it's like to not get paid on time which made me very conscious of how we spend our money and how we budget and all that stuff not to say that i'm good at it we have tons of debt because i had to adjust to that lifestyle and figure out how to make things happen. But I think the waiting from project to project, like I don't consider this waiting. Um, Everything I do right now is focused towards hiking my feelings, whether that's going out for a hike or resting, whether that's um, deciding to send emails out or not, whether that's pitching myself to magazines or not, like everything that I do, I'm consciously choosing. And I, and it's, this sounds like, and I fucking hate this. Sorry if I dropped the F bomb. Um, We're rated NC seventeen or perfect. Like that. Oh well, in that case, <laughs> I didn't realize this was a topless podcast. <laughs> um, here's the deal: what I'm about to say sounds like absolute bullshit until you believe it and live it. So this is going to sound cliche, but like, I just have so much faith that I'm worth it. And if nobody else is going to believe in me, then who the fuck else will? Like, if I can't believe in myself. And that this is what I should be doing on this planet. Ugh. And Ugh. if I can't come at it every day, regardless of whether or not I'm making money, regardless of whether or not people are liking it. Because, like, ultimately, like, I don't give a shit about likes, but I do because I want people to feel this message. I want them to get the message. And, like, for me, social media metrics are a reflection of the impact I'm making, not whether or not I'm popular or, like, if people think I'm pretty. It's, like, are people hearing me? Agreed. Are people seeing me uh-huh. for what I'm presenting? So. Ultimately, like at the end of the day, everything I do, regardless of whether or not it's going to make me money, is focused towards hiking my feelings. And if I if I can't believe in it, then I don't know. I can't expect anybody else to get behind it if I can't get behind it myself. Yeah, and that's amazing. And for me, making money is not whether or not a project is making money is not an indicator of success because I'm not I'm not intrinsically motivated by money, especially not now because we live in a van and we have like zero expenses except for paying back my debt. That's amazing. Yeah. Did that answer? I felt like that was super rambly. Did so I actually like, answer that question? Yeah, Trust yeah. the process. Okay. Trust yeah. the process. Trust yeah, the process and believe like... in yourself because like ultimately whenever it comes down to it where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Is this worth it? If I question it, that comes through in my writing. Here, yeah. That comes through in everything. So like I've got to, I have to be my own biggest hype man. And like this week I really turned it up on the hyping of what we're doing and why you should join us and why you should be a part of it. Because like I can't expect people to read my mind. And if people think that I'm overly promo-y, then that's fine. But this is my life's work. And I have no shame in promoting the shit out of it because mm. it's the most important thing I've ever done. And I really feel like this message can help people. And I think that like you just sitting here and explaining to me what hiking my feelings did for you, like you basically read me my mission statement that isn't even public yet. Like it's a thing that I have written in my head and you're like, this is how the process works. And I was like fist bump and Barry over here because like you're a walking testament that this is not just something I made up in my head. So like to hear you say all that and to have you show up the way you show up on those hikes, I'm just like, okay. Let's keep going. And that's a perspective thing, too. So it's like whenever I was listening to you and thinking about Claudia's question, it's like I'm a little bit of a stalker when it comes to Claudia. It's like, you know, she's <laughs> she's, she's she's got her hair is on fleek. Her food is amazing. Right? And she's just one of the most joy. Huh? Oh, she's here. She's here now. Oh, hey. Oh, no, she's in here. Oh, she came. She came to this watch oh, party. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm a little bit of talking when it comes to her. And plus, if you've ever met her, she is just the most down to earth person ever. Mm-hmm. And from what I do know about you, from stalking you, whatever, it's fine. It's fine. Um, is that you are a mover and a shaker, right? And so it's like your perspective. I think it's a perspective shift too. Or the question that you asked was about waiting, and you said 
you know, I don't wait. You know, I'm constantly doing something. You know, Claudia, you're the same way. You're always doing something to make your dreams come true. And it may seem like a little bit of a time in between it. But hello, new judge on um, Chef. What's that show called? Top Chef. Top Chef. Chef? Uh, Latin. Latin Top Chef? Help me out. She can put it in the comments. She's here. Anyways, so it's like you. <laughs> We're googling you. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just she's the new she's the new chef uh, for Top Chef. Uh, American Latino. Whatever, got it. There it is. Bringing her up. Um, so yeah, so it's like I don't see you doing a lot of waiting around. So maybe change perspective, or at least change the verbiage of when you you say stuff. I think it's a I think it's a very much an intentional language shift because like yeah. I and that's something that I've been focusing on for like Master a, Chef Latino a handful of years now, dude. That's there so dope. First of all, congratulations, oh, that's amazing. Uh, that's yeah, Claudia from the Top Chef. I'm Claudia from Master Chef. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, I messed it up. <laughs> Not Claudette. You know that's yeah yeah. We know that it's the hair. I was like, I had the right person in my brain. Yeah. We totally met you. Yeah. We were going to meet you at a speakeasy in TJ, but it didn't work out. We remember you. <laughs> no, we remember not. you. Uh, Anyways, so, okay, so what I was... Intentional language shifting. Intentional yes. language yeah. shifting, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that whenever you were talking about, you know, just kind of relinquishing that and trusting the universe, trust the process, something that I've kind of gathered, and I don't know if this is specifically to you, and this is a question that I'm asking for everybody in here, as well as everybody that's listening. So if... You don't learn a lesson or if you don't learn some sort of like behavioral shift or like perspective change within one part of your life, call it a job. Let's call it a job. Will that follow you until you learn it? Yes. 100%. 100%. And it'll beat you over the face. <laughs> right. That's part of my fear about getting another job because if I haven't right. learned the lesson, it'll be right there. I'm well, like, what if the lesson is to stop, stop suffering and just dump it? Oh but that's, that, that's, that's one of the things idea. like – so my thing is, is that, you know, from the jobs that I've known Pete having since we've been together, it's not, it's only been like 11 or 12. Um, I'm kidding. Uh, it was only been like two or three, but that's because we moved. Uh, it's, it's that not being able to relinquish and not being able to find the good in every situation, right? It's like really good at like just saying, I'm done. <laughs> You know, you're really good at that, but it's like, are you really being able to relinquish that control? Are you able to, um, maybe that's what you need to figure it out instead of just continuously saying, I can run, I can not run away from it, but I can like give it up, but can I stick with it until I learn that lesson and move on? It's well, it's so one of the, I feel like there was two things. Oh, so to finish up Cla- Claudia's Side question, Side note, love um, she also said, I think it was like not knowing what's going to happen next. And when you and I moved out here, all we did was know we were moving west. And we had each other and we had a car. We had gas. We had the shit we packed in there. Right. And I will say this is another thing, too. It's like if I didn't have Travis, would I have been enough to do it? There's a lot of depth in that question. Um, and so but because we had each other and because we had each other's experiences, we – and only known each other for like three or four months. Like we got in this car and we just did. And we made a friend who introduced us to this studio, who then introduced us to our roommate, who then introduced us to you all through Finest City. Like like everything that we've done like has led us to the next thing. Yeah, but long story short, like everything we've done, every person we've met has led to the next adventure. Every single one. Every single one. And so 
I will also say that like, so back going back to my job thing. So like not, okay. So finishing up that part, like not knowing is part of the gift because then mm-hmm. you don't have, then you cannot have expectations and be like, and we didn't have jobs. We didn't have anywhere to be. We just got to show up. And I think that's, was a gift in itself because I didn't have to go to work on Monday morning. I didn't have to go to improv class. I didn't have to go hiking my, like show up at 7am to go hike. You know, like there yeah. weren't these things that I had to worry about showing up on time for. We just got to show up and then see what was around. And we were more present because we weren't worried about what was happening tomorrow or what had already happened, whatever. And so with my work, I keep choosing jobs where, um, there to make money. Like the purpose is to pay bills. And so what, but what I noticed, what I noticed at Toyota and when I noticed at the job I have now, it's like, I want to have the conversations with the people who are struggling with things to figure out why they're struggling with them and help them release that. Like, that's what I want to do. And not having a college degree, not having all these excuses that I put in line of like, where's those jobs, like HR jobs or counseling therapy jobs, or it's like, how do you, I don't want to be a receptionist in one of those things. You right. know what I'm saying? But like, I do, if it's going to leave, I put all these blocks and pressures. So how do I not accept a job like I have now? Because the lesson's not staying here and suffering, and I, I'm not interested in that right. conversation to to do everything that I'm told and like surrender as part of like the process. Um, but what I am interested in is figuring out where to go next that's going to lead to the bigger picture um, where I'll be seen. And actually, that's one of my goals this week is to do like a job craft list of like, what do I want for my next place of employment? Well, obviously the money thing is in there, but like, I also want to be seen. I want to be valued for my creativity and my problem solving. I want to be able to watch people um, and work with people that are going where I want to go. Read that from Dave Moore. Dave's always coming in with the good stuff out loud. I haven't started reading yet. Dave Moore said, we live in an uncertain life, an uncertain world, an uncertain universe, and an uncertain time. The good thing is when life is uncertain, anything is possible. Mm. That yeah. sounds like a Barryism, if I've ever heard one. Yeah. It's a Barry. I mean, hey. Well, uh, yeah, I, hey, guys, sorry, Barry's I just here. woke up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Barry's like, I'm my, giving you all my, control. Yeah, well, I'm just kind of listening. You <laughs> right. know, but, uh, I mean, control, in my opinion, is illusion. And I think that... Uh, I think it was like Aldous Huxley or somebody of some sort said something about just beliefs in general. If if you uh, attach a belief, whether it's nationalism, religion, or whatever, it's like tying a dog to a tree. It can only go so far. Oof. So, But I think that's the same thing with control and within life. So without getting too woo on, if you surrender to the process, you know, and you're letting things come to you, and but if you are walking this thin line of I need to be in control I need to be in control what you're doing is you you have all these blinders on Mm -hmm. and you don't see the other opportunities that are next to you that are way better you know what I mean so with with your job situation (laughs) if you're like trying to walk in the straight line and and find these jobs Uh that you think you're missing all the stuff that may be right in front of you that really may be what you want to do so uh, I love that like that whole, you know, Pete, and I'll say it for Pete because he, he says it all the time. It's like, I like a good visual. Um, and like for that, that really kind of hit me is like whenever you were saying you're just keeping your heads down. When you do this, like just doing this physically, the peripheral that you see around you, that's amazing. Well, yeah. and I feel like go, like building on that, it sounds like Pete might have the blinders off. And maybe because I feel like we we all hold each our, each other and ourselves and our partners to like some kind of standard. Like we, it we're humans like patterns. We identify them easily. So like if if Pete's pattern is I'm not happy here, so I'm going to leave. Why is that a bad thing? 
why why is why is Pete knowing exactly what he wants a negative? I don't think it is. I think if anything, Pete's like the most aware person ever. And if he's le- if he's finding jobs and then realizes that he needs to leave it, then the decision to leave is a fucking great one. I am an expert at getting off a sinking ship. I will quit a job right before it goes down. <laughs> Seriously, like I've it's a, I got a spidey sense about it. And the second that I started honoring that, instead of being worried about being called a job hopper, because I oh, grew up, I grew up in an agency environment where the only way really that you can get more salaries, better titles is to scoot around town and work at different agencies. Well, they'll call you a job hopper if you do that. But at the same time, how are you supposed to excel? So once I stopped judging myself for the length of time I spent at an organization and thought about the impact I was or was not making, because I know who I am and I know what I'm capable of, if there's not an opportunity for me, for me to make an impact or if my impact needs to be conditional to how they want me to make an impact, then I'm fucking gone. Yeah. Sorry. It's a complete waste of my time. So everything you've ever said about leaving a job does not alarm me at all. If anything, I probably see a lot of myself in you and I see a very deep intuition and in knowing that like this isn't yours and what happened to me in May was when I left the startup, I didn't know what was coming next, but I knew it was not this. And sometimes knowing that it's not this is enough because once you can, if, if, if you can see nothing else, and this is going on Barry's blinders thing, because I was like this, I was like, not this, not this, not this, not this, not this, not this, not this. And then I took off the blinders when I quit and I was like, oh shit, here's the world. The entire fucking world is open now because I'm not in this like tunnel with this horrible blinder vision. And once you know that you know that it's time to go, you can't unsee that. You can't put the blinders back on. You've already got your blinders off, boo. Just fucking go run without them on. Honestly. Like that's, and I don't normally give people advice and I don't normally channel that shit, but like everything in my body is screaming for you to leave so you can go be Pete. But, you know, sorry, whoever his boss is and his husband. Soon to be. So, I don't know. <laughs> question. Uh, so, that goes back to the question that. I asked before, if yeah. he's getting presented the same problem or the same um, thing to learn at every single job, what does that say? That he should stop working shitty jobs. Okay. I think I, mean, I, think, I, I honestly, like for me, because I, I was in the same thing. Like I had the same, I was in the same industry for all of my career, but I was bouncing around to different ways of doing the work. I worked at an agency, then I worked at a different agency, then I worked in skydiving, but I was still doing the same work. You know what I mean? So like there was a lot of motion, but it was all in one column. And now that I'm outside of that column completely, I'm like, oh, well, all of these things that I learned and all those jobs that I left and some people like I had a at my second agency that I left, they told me that I was throwing away a perfectly good career because I said I wanted to go skydive full time and that I was on a rocket ship to success up the corporate ladder and I was giving it up by leaving. Leaving that job was the best decision I had ever made at the time because it led me to the next thing, which led me to the next thing, which led me to him, which led me to, you know, all these other great, amazing things. So, like, when it comes to what if he keeps running into the same lesson, I think it's I don't think it's a stay until you learn it. I think it's you already know what it is and you keep choosing these things and it keeps telling you, no, this is not where you're supposed to go because you're supposed to go be Pisces somewhere. Stop working for all these other fuckers and or shift your thinking because if that's really going to be a job that pays the bills, then let it be a job that pays the bills and let them boss you around because you don't give a shit because you're Pete somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like, go be, go be Pete wherever the fuck you want to go be Pete. And whether or not that makes you money, who cares? Then go stay at this shitty job and do what he says and fall in line because on the outside, you're Pete and you're fucking loving it. If, if you got to go be Pete, the, the orderly worker who gets paid X dollars an hour and this is like, this is how you make money, then great. But if you... 
stay there with the and with the anticipation and the expectation that they'll allow you to be Pisces at this job where clearly they do not want you to be Pisces, then just be who they need you to be. And then you have all this energy to go be Pete somewhere else. And then eventually you'll realize that, like, I don't need to go be Pete making money somewhere when Pisces is the one that's earning the money. Because once you can step into that outside of the bills, then, like, everything else figures itself out. Best advice I ever heard from Al Jorgensen, Uncle Al, is you just got to find a way for some people to pay you to be you. Yeah. Yeah. That was what Jason Steves over at the Watch Party said. I've noticed that there are seasons for businesses like winter and summer planting and harvesting. I mean, yes. so this is, you know, your your season is your season. I really do like the, what you just said at the end um, about the perspective change, though. It's like that was one of the things that you were struggling with. <laughs> you realized it that day that you realized that, oh, my God, I signed up for this. I, you know, I signed, you know, but that that didn't last very long because you wanted to continue to be pieces. And like she said, if you want to be pieces somewhere else. Yeah. Could be pieces somewhere else. And I so I understand that. And that's 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 what I heard him about that and what you said, what I heard, it's like letting go of that you keep going back to these jobs and they're saying, eh, eh, no, no, no. We fired you from that last one. But you want to try this again? Let's do this again. Because, you know, show I and I completely get and I've heard stories and I've been part of stories where you show up and that's that's your make money job and you go out and live your life, whatever that looks like. Um, that's never worked for me personally. It, well, and the reason, and, and well, and so I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to explain why it's not working for me because in case someone else hears themselves in this, it's like, I'm hearing language that doesn't support how I want to shift my language, the shoulds and the coulda wouldas and the not good enoughs and the, the you're not creative or you don't have permission to be you like, those aren't okay to talk to me like that anymore. No. And I, but I'm not in a position to tell you that, that without And the way that you job. can tell them is walk out. That's exactly. How, that's how you show Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's so like keeping the job and being able to do that. Like I've tried that, and it's it's a it's a Pisa squashing event, um, <laughs> and I, I I don't have the energy to do it anymore. Like I have to pretend to be someone else in order to just let it slide. Yeah, and that that's not me. So, um, so my goal, whether it's to put in my two weeks on Monday when I go back in. Oh my god, that makes me happy, but also scared. Or whether it's that, or whether it's to like actively be searching for the next thing that's something that makes me come alive that I get paid to do um, goals. So I'm going to make something happen because if I don't, then the sabotage comes back and the Pete feeling destroyed and not being a very pleasant person to be around comes back. And that doesn't make me very happy. So screw you. It doesn't make me happy. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it really does, but it doesn't, but it's yeah. like, it doesn't make anybody happy because everybody knows who you are. And you know, we, we joke around with the pieces thing. Um, and for people who don't understand, we the Pisa's nickname come from the the higher self of who Pete is, and when Pete is really showing up, um, I think Kelly may have given that. I don't know, but it's like it's really it's a, it's a it's funny, but it's also the very truer self of who Pete is, and it's kind of you know when Kelly said that the other day, it was like Pisa's left the building. I was like, yeah, and it sucks, you know what I mean? Because you were getting hammered down by something. Whether it is somebody else that you're allowing to hammer you down or it's your own perspective that, you know, you're not doing a shift on. It doesn't really matter. I think everybody involved in this room, everybody that's listening, everybody that knows who you are just wants you to be happy. And wants you to be you. And wants you to be you. You know, and as your partner, I want you to be you and bringing income in. But, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> but at the end of the day, we just Monday. want you to be you. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, it's you've got your bills, I got mine. We're in a, do we're, not have a joint account. It's all separate. good. We're separate. 
Yeah. So good stuff. Yeah. So that's control in a nutshell. Hopefully you heard lack a of control, losing control. Hopefully you can take a little bit what you like, leave the rest, share it with somebody because there's a little bit of a nugget in here for everyone. Yeah. So thank you all for coming back and joining us. Mm. As always. Thanks for having us. <laughs> My one sentence. Hey, Barry. Oh, hey. Thanks for having Do, are us. Are we on? <laughs> did, this, did, this, did this start? I thought we were just shooting I love how, and that's just Barry too. It's like, he comes in, he like throws down the wisdom and he's like, and I'm back. <laughs> love it love it it's good Man, shit he's like i'm gonna use my words for something good <laughs> you guys are doing just fine i don't need to mess it up no you don't mess it up ever Mm-mm. ever so uh next week is just gonna be barry we're just gonna put him right here in, in about middle. an hour of silence meditation go. guys observe them are they rational or irrational this hour with barry williams <laughs> I love it. Oh, God, that's a good little segue. out there. Uh, Guys, thank you. Uh, Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Um, What happened? Where's Danielle? Danielle's sick as a dog. Where's Danielle? Um, She's over there looking kind of pale and snotty in the other room. So gorgeously pale. And yeah, she, Dave uh, said maybe your boss is watching this and already knows you're leaving. Oh well, no. if he knows what downloads are, he already sees it coming for sure. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll tune in next week because this is going to be fun. <laughs> We may have all kinds of, like, he'll just show up. We'll take a picture. I'm going to take a picture of him when he comes back from work on Monday and then just post it without any caption. You can let me know if, if you quit or not. If you quit or not. <laughs> yeah. I like this. Uh, but that's no pressure. This. There's no pressure to quit unless, you know, you feel you want to. Oh, the matter. subtext here is <laughs> it's text. It's glitter eye makeup. Where's Danielle? Okay, we got to go. Um, thanks for joining us. Danielle needs to get out of here um, so that she can go. Uh, peacefully with her cats on her couch. So, that's yeah. <laughs> she has a husband too. It's not that weird. Just more cats and husbands. All right, guys, from our heart to yours. To yours. We love you. Go tap out, tap in, tap into life, tap out of control. Tap something. Do something. Love you guys. Tap out. <laughs> Those people just really love that. We are so grateful you joined us for another episode of Tap Into. Go to Facebook.com forward slash Travis and Pete and like our page. And drop us a line while you're there and say hi. You can also find us on Instagram at Tap Into Life. Huge, super big shout out to Specialty Produce Network and our listeners and followers because we couldn't do this without you. After all, we are better together. Till next time, get out there and tap tap into life. The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.